the first time where I actually saw this video, I was just so, it just touched me. It also brought up a lot of questions for me. I don't know if maybe for some of you it brought up some questions. See, here's the thing. In America, the world is running at such a fast pace. We're so distracted. I hear this all the time. People just say, if my life is just simpler. Now, I didn't show you this video this morning because I want to compare us with people in China and saying they're better than we are. I showed you this video this morning because sometimes we need to pause. Because we just keep going. Sometimes we need to pause to get perspective. I have the privilege this morning to start this series called Pause. And what we're going to talk about today is to pause to get perspective. Pastor Brian next week is really going to talk about pause to get rest. But it's so important for us, and I want to, I want to ask you, ask you, this morning to pause with me. So why don't we close our eyes? Our Father, Lord, I just... Just thank you for this morning, Lord. Please forgive us, Lord. Please forgive me, Father. Lord, it's our desire this morning to feel you, to experience you, Lord, in this place. Holy Spirit, fill this place. Send your angels and put them in the four corners of this room, Lord. This is not about us, Lord. This is about you. I ask that you'll speak to our hearts, Lord. Speak to our minds. Speak to our spirits. Meet us where we are, Father, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you want to open your Bible or your device, let's see if this works. So we're actually going to go to Luke 10. Verse 38 to 42. Now, before I start reading this, I'm going to give you guys a little bit more perspective or context. So most of you, have you guys ever heard the story of Mary and Martha? Put up your hand if you heard. Okay. So here's the thing. So Mary and Martha were sisters, and their brother's name was Lazarus. Remember Lazarus? Okay. They lived in a village called Bethany. Now, what's very interesting, Bethany is 1.5 miles east of Jerusalem. So this is a very convenient spot. It was not too close to Jerusalem, but it was not too far. It was also very close to Mount Olives. And this is a place where Jesus spent a lot of time praying. So this was one of his favorite places to go. So read with me. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village, Bethany, where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, 
who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted for all the preparations she had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, I think most of you can identify with Martha, and you can identify with Mary. You know, there's times in your life where you just feel so distracted. You're so busy with things that doesn't matter. You worry. And sometimes we can identify with Mary. Just sitting at Jesus' feet. I'm going to be honest with you. I was, I was, Pastor Brian always has three points in his messages. So I was really trying my best to come up with three points. <laughs> and I did not. <laughs> the one thing. Listen, if you look at this passage, Jesus is saying there's one thing. Anything else doesn't really matter. It's the one thing. It's sitting at Jesus' feet, being in His presence. The one thing. But the amazing thing is the world out there gets this. They understand. They look at... People are so distracted. Social media. We have all these things going on in our lives. Our phones are beeping. We're so distracted. And books are written about this. Actually, the book that I talk about is called The One Thing. And they talk about if you want to become more productive and more effective in what you're doing, whether that's your business, whether that's your marriage, whatever part of your life it is, what you need to do is you need to clarify what is the one thing and let all the distractions go. They talk about deep work. If you want to become more productive, you need to get into your office, close the door, switch off your phones, focus on the one thing, and you're going to see amazing, amazing productivity. Now, Gary Callow wrote this book. I have an incredible quote. Listen to this. What's the one thing you can do such by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? Easier or unnecessary. Now, if the world out there understands productivity, if you understand what is the one thing, how much more for us as believers is this applicable? I mean, listen to this quote. Let's say you believe the one thing is sitting at Jesus' feet in His presence. By doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary. You hear me?
But as I, as I prepared for this message, I'm going to be very honest with you. The question I'm sitting with is, if we know this is the one thing, if we know that's all we need, why don't we choose it all the time? If we know just being in His presence is all we need, why don't we choose it? And that's why I made up three points. <laughs> Pastor Brian's going to be very happy. So we're going to look at this question, why is it that we don't, ch don't choose the one thing? So here's the first point. We don't believe it. There's this incredible story in Matthew 13 about a man that found a treasure, a piece of land. And he got so excited, he took that treasure and he put it back in the ground. And he went out and he sold everything he owned so that he can go and buy this piece of land. You see, he believed he only needs this one thing. Everything else is not needed. We read in Luke 8 about this woman. She was bleeding for 12 years. She was suffering. She sold almost everything she had to see doctors, and it just got worse. Maybe you've been struggling with something for 12 years, and you've been through the ups and downs, falling off the horse all the time, climbing up again. And she believed, she, if I can just touch, if I can just touch Jesus' garment, I will be healed. She believed the one Thing. The one thing is going to make everything easier and unnecessary. She believed it. Maybe you're in a place right now where you just struggle. You struggle with worrying. You're filled with fear. Maybe you struggle with addiction. Maybe you struggle with your health. believe the one thing. The second reason why I think we don't choose the one thing is we think it's about us. I have, I have the privilege, one of my clients is an is Olympic athlete. He's been to, to the Olympics a couple times. Uh, I had a session with him a week and a half ago. He's a Canadian sprinter. And he um, was really at a tough place. He had a difficult nationals. He was really at a tough place. And he sat in front of me well, on, on Skype video conference. And I looked at him. I listened to a story, it's called The Pineapple Story. I don't, I don't have it here today, but it blessed me so much. If you want to YouTube that, The Pineapple Story, you know, definitely watch this because this is where I got this from. So I looked at him 
And I said, listen, I want you to understand the distinction between being the owner and being the steward. I want you to imagine for a moment that you have a garden. Say it's a vegetable garden or a fruit garden. If you're the owner, you're emotionally connected to this garden. If the thief of the night comes and steals one of your fruit, it's going to upset you. If it rains too much or it rains too little, it's going to upset you because you're the owner. But here's the amazing thing. If you're the steward, you can do everything the owner does. You can weed. You can water the plants. You can do everything. But here's the reality. You don't own anything. So actually, you have nothing. But the amazing thing is, you don't have to go through this roller coaster. So I looked at my, my client. I said, listen, your garden is your running. But here's the crazy thing is, God is the owner. You are the steward. Which means God can decide in 2020 to give you a gold medal. Or God can decide in two weeks you get an injury and you never go to the Olympics. Because here's the thing, it's not about you. It's about Him. It's about His glory. It's about His kingdom. Some of you guys know uh, Faith, my wife, uh, our story of Josie, uh, a little boy. Three years ago, we brought him in our lives. He has had severe medical needs. And through some unexplainable situations through the legal system, he was forced to be sent back home, West Africa, while he need care over here to live. But this situation forced him to go back. Listen to me. A gold medal for Josie would have been to be here today. A gold medal for Faith and I would have, would have been to have him. But God didn't give us a gold medal. It's not about us. It's about Him. We don't understand it. You may be looking for your gold medal. Whatever that gold medal is in your life, it's not about you. about Him. He will be glorified through it. Whatever the outcome is going to be. So the first possible reasons we don't believe it. Second reason we think it's about us. The third one that I think we don't always choose the one thing is we just want to be near God's glory. In Exodus 34, we read this amazing story about Moses. Moses is going up the mountain. And he's in God's glory. I mean, God's glory is so much that Moses, I mean, he can't handle it. God knows it. 
You just gave them a little bit of God's glory. But we read that as Moses went down, his face was glowing of God's presence. Because you see, Moses was in God's glory. As this is happening, at the bottom of the mountain, the Israelites are near God's glory. And they build a golden calf. Moses is in God's glory. And they are near God's glory. See, a lot of times we believe being near God's glory is enough. We go, I go to church on Sunday, maybe you say. I give to people. I give my tithing. I believe that a lot of churches in America and other parts of the, of the world We're okay of being near God's glory. We complain about the songs that's being sung in the church. We complain about the AC that's not working. We complain about everything around us. We're okay of being near God's glory. All we need is to be in his glory, to be in His presence. We don't need this building. Listen, I've seen this. I'm from South Africa. People have church on their tree. And the service goes on for four hours. It goes on for four hours. It's all about being in His glory. the one thing. I was so convicted as I was preparing for this message because I'm going to be honest with you, God's not always the one thing for me. I don't always believe that's enough. But I pray this morning that God will help us to believe. I pray that we'll get it. It's not about us. It's about Him. And that everything inside of us, all we want is to be in His glory and not just to be near His glory. So I want to invite you. Why don't you close your eyes? Everybody just close your eyes. And I say, ask Pastor Brian to come up. That's going to take us through communion. Father, Lord, I just, I just thank you. I just thank you for sending your son, Lord Jesus. Thank you that we know, Lord, all we need is you. We just need to be in your presence. Father, help us. Help us to believe. Help us to understand, Lord, who you are.
Father, we just want to be in your presence, Lord. Lord, we just give it to you, Father. We give it to you, Lord. Please take it, Lord. Praise your name, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Christine. So let's take a minute um, and let's pause. And I love this. This story is so powerful because um, you've got Martha who's worried and distracted about so many things. We come here today um, with distraction. We come here with worry. Some of you are battling fear right now. Disappointment, sickness, loss. Maybe there's stress related to family or, or work. Jesus is inviting you to come, to sit at his feet, and be in his presence. That's the one thing. It's the one thing. And he said, my yoke is easy and, and my burden is light. That's what Jesus said. And so I, I invite you today to cast your cares upon Jesus because Jesus cares for you. Cast your worries upon Jesus. Cast your distractions upon Jesus. And then come to the table and receive from him. So on the night Jesus was betrayed, that's how much he loved us. He had a one-thing vision. And he went all the way to the cross. He went through betrayal, suffering. His body was broken. His blood was poured out. And that's what we celebrate today. On the night Jesus was betrayed, the story goes. He took the bread. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. He gave it to his disciples, and they ate it, and then he took the cup, and he said, this cup represents my blood, which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins. There is forgiveness, there is life, there is hope, there is peace, and there is rest today in the presence of Jesus Christ, and that is for everyone in this room. It's for us to receive to believe, to trust in. So I want to invite the ushers to come forward. And um, what we're going to do is uh, the ushers are going to hand out the bread. They're going to come back. They're going to hand out the cup. Will you hold on to those? And then um, we'll take those together and I'll pray. Just hold on to them. But, but this is a moment to pause. This is a moment to rest. Even as these are coming around, take some time. And pray. Pray as a couple if you want. Pray with your kids. This is a time to 
sit at the feet of Jesus. So ushers, thank you. Thank you. And uh, hold on to him. We'll come back. We'll pray. And we'll close our service. <laughs>